0: hello and welcome to another episode of speak your mind podcast with your friend san and i am joined by my good old friend
1: and hmm
0: why are you spoiling your name
1: uh, well yeah th- that's my name so think, okay yeah
0: so you don't want to go by rustic anymore
1: i don't think so i think uh the whole gaming channel is gonna be like, independent by itself, but the podcast can be under my name. I don't think there's any difference.
0: Like, people okay. know
1: you by sand, right?
0: Yeah. All right, so it's, yeah. Okay, uh, that's fine. And that's, a, I, I didn't see that coming. So. I know, right? <laughs>
1: that was supposed to be a surprise, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Are you just going to, like, you've been saying Rustic for, like, past couple episodes, and you're just going to, like, name drop it like that? I'm right. Like, I I went through this whole realization. I was like, you know,
1: when you asked one of our friends once, uh, can you share the link to one of our friends? I was like, huh, do you want to keep my name or do you want to go by Rustic? And I think it's a disservice to go by Rustic because that's a whole another like YouTube section. That's I'm both, whole, though. Like, that's what I want to say. But That's
0: a whole different persona that masturbate every day. <laughs>
1: okay we're not gonna put that in <laughs> never mind it isn't uh but yeah i think it's very cool when you come up um with anything because it kind of shows that you're uh, fearless
0: yeah definitely and um podcast is something you know that we will be doing in a weekly bla- weekly uh, i can't speak weekly basis right. and we right. want to establish that you know connection with our uh, listeners or Right. Stab that, you know, credibility. Um, right. So that way.
1: So people know that we're real people. We're not like people from the internet. We're, we're people in real lives.
0: <laughs> we're not Instagrammer or social media influencer. <laughs>
1: Except, Sam, who is an OnlyFanner? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that's his choice. But yeah, but yeah let's get uh, started with today's topic. What's today's topic?
0: Today's topic is going to be transgenderism in sport. Woohoo.
1: we always get so close to getting canceled (laughs) with these topics yeah and i told you about this too we're probably gonna get canceled in the future but you know what we're here for a a short time not a long
0: time so we enjoy it hey might as well you know make every minute worth it you know like that's life you gotta Uh, do what you gotta
1: do that's what he said
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right, right so yeah what do you think about transgenderism? In sport, yeah.
1: Oof. In general, I think... I know this is going to get controversial. I think it should not exist. Okay. And you. And by shouldn't exist, I mean... Um, it's unfair to people who are biologically male or biologically female, specifically, um, for transgenders to fight in the same category. I don't have the problem of um, there shouldn't be a transgender, or we shouldn't. Um, we should just like ignore transgender people. That that's not the thing here. The thing mm-hmm. is. Uh, In a competitive manner, like if we're talking about something like a sparring match or uh, a physical sport, something like like, you know, wrestling or UFC. I'm a big fan of boxing. So when it comes to that, I think transgenderism is going to ruin uh, the sports. It's like if if a man were to have limbs of a robot, that wouldn't be kind of fair to a natural man. And the right. same thing kind of is relatable when uh, a man goes through a process of transgenderism and identifies as a woman. I don't have a problem with that. But when he steps into a ring with another woman, I think that's very, um, that's very destructive because the woman, to be honest, is never going to win. There are some physical differences that a man has and a woman has, and physical strength is always going to be very dominant among men.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? Um I share the same view as you. Like I kind of have the same uh view as what you just mentioned because you know there's a difference on identifying by uh you know like gender and like there's going to be a biological differences. So I I don't think it should exist. Um however, I mean um it's like it's it's hard because we want to you know we want to include transgender people, right? We wanna feel them like they're a part of our community, but um I feel like that's gonna be that's not gonna be fair to other people, like you know, um like you just mentioned. Um so however I do like agree with the fact that they you know they shouldn't be competing with the same sport as others because it's it brings unfairness and when I talked about unfairness, there is a notion of like you know uh, fairness and inclusion comes in. So if we don't include the transgender people, then they're they're gonna they're probably gonna be saying like it's not fair, you know. And and if we include people, inc- if we include them, and then there's another notion of saying that you know that's unfair. So it's it's a tough it's a tough like decision and but in overall like i sided with not making them part of the sport i mean there I'm, there might be something that can be done about that but personally i feel like it shouldn't like it shouldn't be included or they shouldn't be included on the uh, regular uh, people sports however like i don't want to make them feel excluded so there should be like I feel like there there's some way that we can make them feel included uh but not you know making them part of the general um sports
1: so what do you think like one of the case that a lot of people say is People have been on certain kind of drugs, certain kind of steroids, and they use it, not not the steroids that you use in bodybuilding, but steroids that you use to um, disbalance some hormones. Because, as you know, like men have a lot of testosterone and women have a lot of uh, estrogen. So what Mm -hmm. happens with, uh, like, let's say there's a man who's in his 25 who's 25 and for five years he identifies as a woman and he goes through a surgery at 26 and he's been on uh the store steroids to get rid of most of his testosterone and he doesn't have like you know balls or anything like that so he doesn't have any male um body parts private parts right so what happens with a guy like that? If he, if that guy goes, if that guy is 32, let's imagine if that guy is 32 and he goes to play, um, women wrestling or women UFC, like, should he be allowed to compete? Cause a lot of people say he should, right? Cause he's been on therapy for quite a lot of years. And a lot hmm. of people say that, um, he, he should be able to do it because there's no hormones that stimulate testosterone. There's when there's no hormones that stimulate that you don't have the physical strain. That's what a lot of people say. Do I agree with it? No,
0: but I want to hear, what do you think about this situation? Uh, personally, uh, I can go two ways with this. So one way is maybe, you know, like allowing it, but with, um, some sort of regulations, like, um, I'm pretty sure like, you know, uh, any sport community has some sort of like uh, regulations or guidelines. Like you have to be on this amount of, you know, like hormones to like compete or you have to be this amount of to be uh, in a this, this amount of um, uh, hormones for you to like compete in, in this category. So I feel like as long as there is a uh, there is a measurement and he fits into that category. Um, I feel like it should be okay, but at the same time, you know, there comes, um, another, um, notion of like being unfair to the, um, to the person that's competing with, with the, with the, uh, with him. So another way that I can possibly go is that, you know, like not allowing it just because we don't know for a fact that if, you know, he has any advantage over the, uh, girl or, you know if he his uh therapy actually worked or not unless we actually test it so i feel like um going with the first option might be a best bet but i feel like it all depends on what kind of regulations or what kind of guidelines that the sporting community has placed right um and and my view
1: on this is um is I go with the second option, and here's why. I think that there's a lot of, like, differences that a man, a biological man and a biological woman have. Um, mm-hmm. One of those being the bone structures. Uh, a physically male man has more bones, and he's structurally, structurally more bone dense. So the bone density is more in a man. And uh, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I used to do when I was in high school um, was I used to like look at my hand and then have a girl's hand and then compare it for some weird reason. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I used to do this to a lot of Uh with a lot of my friends. Uh, They did not find it weird, Um, but we used to do this. And I would always most times men's hand were always bigger than women's hand. And and that applies to a lot of things like their wrist, and different things like that. So if you're talking about a 26 year old man who's been identifying as a woman for the last um, uh, how many years? Six years, and he's now at 32 trying to be a wrestler, I think he shouldn't be allowed to play a against a woman, a biological woman wrestler. And that's because his bone structure is going to be way much more dense. Even though he's only been, uh, he's been on therapy for the last six years, that is not going to counteract his puberty. Because most of, because we all know testosterone is the highest when uh, when you're like uh, adolescent. So there's a lot of structure in his bones and in his body that has already been developed at that point. Uh, And not to mention, if that guy is six foot and the girl is five foot, then I'm sorry, the girl is losing. There's no way to go around it. And, and, And I think like any guy like who's, you know, six foot or taller goes against one of the best. Like wrestler, not one of the best, but some of the best wrestlers. Even Ronda, imagine Undertaker, bro. Imagine Undertaker goes through something like that, and then, and then <laughs> he becomes a transgender woman, and he goes to fight in UFC. He's gonna destroy everybody. Ronda Rousey is going to get destroyed. There's no, there's no if ands or buts. A guy right. like that, seven foot tall, is going to knock any woman out. And that's not being sexist. That's just being real. Right? Yeah, being fair. Yeah. So I think it's like if you're on the feminine side and you're like, oh, you know, everybody should have equal rights. Look at the feminine side. It's extremely realistic for women to measure up to these men who've now identified as women. So if you're feministic, I don't know why a lot of people take that position where they're like, you know, every gender should be able to like even transgender people should be able to spar against biological men or women because that's a, a completely unfair like you should be on the other side that's that's my view on it though but
0: yeah absolutely uh there's a you know difference between identifying and going through all those uh therapy and changes and there is you know like another biological differences so like you mentioned the uh you know even during those therapy and all those transformations those biological changes are not going to be, you know, it's, it's there, like the bone density, um, you know, all that stuff, it's there. And you cannot reverse that back to the, the way, um, you know, like girls have or in you know, a trans uh, men's have. So uh, I a hundred percent agree with that point, but um, let's come to the point where, um, you know, so we, we both sided with, trans like there there shouldn't be you know like any trans transcenderism in sport uh however like we still don't want to make them feel excluded right like we there i mean like what do you suggest we should like i mean sporting community should do uh to make them feel included because if like right now um Right now, it's like people are debating on whether, you know, they should or shouldn't. And there is like people on both sides, like some people believe that, um, it you know, like they should be allowed to include it, like compete in these sports. And some people believe that they shouldn't because of, you know, all the various reasons that we uh, explained, biological differences, bone density, and so on. Uh, what What do you, what do you suggest? I think the only logical thing um,
1: to do in this case is to set up a new division. If there's an NBA, if there's an NBW, a national basketball for men, national basketball for women, there should be, um, absolutely, you're right, there should be a national basketball for transgender people. I think the only way we can solve this problem is to create a new division. If we're going to Olympics and, and women are going against women and men are going against men, Uh, I think there should be a division in Olympics and in sports uh, for transgender people. For people who have either converted from men to uh, now identifying as a woman should fight against men identifying as a woman. And the people who identify as... um, as uh, the as a man from a woman I think they should fight against a man uh, who identifies as a woman I, I think that's very simple to do I think that's one of the best ways to do it because then you wouldn't hurt uh, these biological men or women um, and, and it wouldn't be unfair so that's the only option that I personally see um, but then again th- there's a lot of debate on this current topic and I know this is a very delicate topic Um, and there must be some other solution to it, but personally, I think that's the only solution that we can go with that benefits both parties that, and, and again, I want to repeat that we, we absolutely need to make, uh, all kinds of people feel special because they deserve it a hundred percent. Nobody should be excluded. Um, but at the same time, it comes to a question of how many people are going, are you going to include? Because, um... Because there's been a lot of genders over the last uh, four years that we've seen. Over the last four, six years, um, there's been... I think the genders that are in America are now to 22. I think that's how many gender categories that we have. But uh, regarding transgenderism, I think that's the way to go. Um, gender is a whole another issue that is, again, very touchy and... I think we should probably not get into that, um, but I think that's the yeah, only yeah. way to see at it. What
0: do you think? What are your solutions? Um, yeah, I hundred percent agree. I think that, like you mentioned, it's it might be the only logical way to do it. But you know, I, I think it all comes down to like how many you know how many like what's the population of transgender people you know and. It all depends on whether the government government is willing to like, not government, you know, like sport community, communities are like willing to fund those or, you know, either have a like division to like compete or do anything. So I think right now that might be the safest way to go is like having a separate division. But I don't know like if that's going to, you know, in a long run, if that's going to like, you um, know, work out because right now there are like lots of people that are coming out as like, you know, uh transgender and the populations are growing, but how it all depends on how big is the populations and what are their interests and, you know, like how feasible for the, any sort of like board or sport community to like have another separate division. But, um, I agree that I, I, I agree with the fact that it might be the only logical way because, um, that's that's the only way to make them included. It's to like give them a uh, their own division, and right. like you mentioned, mm-hmm. like gender, gender is a whole different topic. It's a different black hole, and we don't want to get sucked into that that black <laughs> hole. So let's we'll stick with transgenderism, <laughs> right? And
1: and one of the things that I also want to repeat is um, there's a lot of transgender transgenderphobes now of uh, folks. There's a lot of transgender folks uh, now. And I think there's more social media has brought that platform even closer because you can connect to people. You can send people um, an instant message that people are going to get. So what Mm I do want to see, what we should have as a preconceived notion is that. Maybe transgenderism is not, the transgender sport is not going to take off as NBA. Maybe it's not going to take off as NBW, but that's okay because having a platform to speak on is a very big issue. In the long run, that might take off or that might not. Uh, Just like how a lot of people debate that uh, the pay that... Um, a U.S. soccer women's team gets versus a pay that U.S. soccer men teams get, even if the men soccer's are, are losing every time, it's, um, it's a very significant amount of difference because the women get extremely low paid than the men. But you've got to realize that there's not a lot of people watching uh, women's soccer. Right. Mm -hmm. And that might be the case in in transgenderism where there might not be a lot of people initially watching transgender box or their their wrestling or anything like that. But the most important step is to get that established, uh, especially by the people who are already transgenders and are role models in our society. So these people need to actively uh, establish these things so people know that, you know, we exist or something like that. Because yeah, that notion absolutely. does need to come out, right? Everybody needs to say that we exist. It doesn't matter if you're a man, if you're a woman, and if you're a transgender. I, I think everybody should not should not have an identity crisis, and they should be able to say comfortable in in their shoes and say, you know what, we exist.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree that social media has you know brought people together, and that the notion of like gender has became more popular and popular because now people are like free to say whatever they want and they're not hesitant to like come out and you know like there is like whole this community that are supporting them. Like there are, you know, lots of transgender people in TikTok, um, you know, like in beauty community, um and so on. So I think the social like one thing that social media has done is, you know, I mean we have discussed I can't I love the fact that we kept on promoting our episode within an episode. So we do have a <laughs> we do have a ep- episode on social media, pros and cons of it. Uh, definitely go check out check it out. Um and like we mentioned like bad things about social media is on that part. But uh one thing that social media has done is that it has given a platform to people and now they're like, you know, they can they can like freely say whatever they want. And there's like all these people or community that are supporting them, and I think that's really powerful. You know that the tool of social media and what it has done to like uh, you know like lots of genders and lots of communities. So definitely like you know having us different like having a platform, it's a major thing. And like I think social media being one of them is a step forward. And uh, I you know like coming back to like. The um U.S. national team or you know, versus you, un- U.S. U- women's team. I don't know for some reason I can't speak today. I'm gonna try to slow it down. <laughs> That's
1: completely um, fine. Go at your own pace. It
0: um, happens,
1: right? it happens to everybody.
0: There's like, there's like lots of aspect that that comes into play. Like, you know, even the men's national teams are like winning and they they are not producing any. Um, trophies or championships they're still like le- earning like lots of revenues through either like you know tv um tv um contracts or you know through sponsorships and all that like w- women's national team doesn't bring that and same thing with you know like coming back to the point that if if there's like a separate division for transgender people that it might not you know bring revenue and. I know, like right now, the country is basically floating around like cash. You know, like if it doesn't bring money or value, then it might not be worth it, or you know, it, it might not be worth considering it. So, it I think it all it's very all very political and how you know feasible it is for any sporting communities to come up with those divisions and how the like final financial aspect of it will work. But um, I do agree with the fact that there there has to be a platform and I think like social media being one of them is just a starting. What do you think?
1: Right. And I couldn't agree more because uh, one thing that you raised was uh, the political climate of the situation now. Because even when I was starting this episode, when the first question that you asked is, do you agree with transgenderism being in sports like competitive sports? And I said, No. And when a lot of people say no to that answer, then you get labeled as a misogynist, you get labeled as uh, sexist, you get labeled as so many bad things, like a Nazi or something like that. And I think that's the wrong aspect of looking at things, because you need to look at things in a very logical way, uh, especially in times like these. Like Just like how you said, it might not bring a lot of revenue, and, and if it fails, then... I'm sorry, it fails, but... Having a platform is way more important than failing the first time and then restarting it because that's not as significant. Because in 100 years, it's not going to matter um, um, if it failed or if it won or anything. What would matter is did you try or did you try not to get people's voice? And uh, and we're losing out on that conversation because we're buzzing into this national Discussion of like, okay, is this good or is this morally bad? And and if you say transgenderism shouldn't exist in um, competitive sport, then you just get labeled that, you know, you're a misogynist and, and you're immoral to every kind of people. And that's not true because... There's a lot of drawbacks, like just like how you said, U.S. men team and women team, um, they make different pay scales, and that's not because they're men or women. That's because that's because of the viewership that they acquire. That's because of advertisement. That's because of different companies promoting them to do to go and sell their products. And uh, U.S. men's soccer team just has more because uh, men's soccer is just widely more popular and accepted by a lot of people. So I think that's the um, like main important uh, takeaway of this entire conversation is to look at people's discussion and, and really um, empathize, put yourself in the shoes and think, hey, am I basing this idea or this argument based on just my ideological views or am I basing this on a very logical or a rational way of looking at things and and thinking this way through. Because um, when you ask someone if transgenderism should exist or shouldn't, you shouldn't just label people. I think we need to have a more national discussion because what this is delaying is this is citing people. This is dividing people. This is like tribalism. This is like saying, if you're not on this idea, you can't get on this chain. And that's what I see wrong about so many things. Because we shouldn't be tribalistic. We're in this big umbrella called the United States of America. It's not red states. It's not blue states. It's a red, white, and blue states. It's America. So I think we're losing out on that big aspect that um, we're not letting go of. We're we're not moving forward with, with this conversation because of our uh, conservation, like uh, bias and people are just labeling people and traveling people and isolating people. And that's the wrong thing. Like if you're labeling people and you're saying people are misogynist just because they might not agree with some of the ideas or practically it might not agree as a business idea. They're not immoral. Like, you know, we need to like, you're, you're not helping with the whole cause you're kind of hurting with the entire cause because you're not letting this go to a much bigger platform uh where people uh, where you could find or people could find investors to invest in this idea because it's a very good idea to have a platform to the people that feel very isolated
0: at times like these now right right absolutely um i want to bring w- with this analogy uh adding to your point like you know, if I don't want to be friends with you, that doesn't mean that I don't like you. It's just that, you know, I just don't want to be friends with you. So same thing with that point is that, you know, if I if I disagree with one of the points, that doesn't mean that, you know, like I'm completely ignoring the other side of the view. That means I'm basically, you know, like looking both sides and making that judgment. I think that's that's what one of the biggest problems is that if, people sided with one thing that they think, you know, like it's okay to like completely ignore the other side of it. And I think that's one of the main issues in our nation right now is that people don't want to consider, you know, other people's opinion or, you know, people want to be right. People want to be like, you know, Oh, see, like, like they they just want to, they just, they just want to be right. And until we don't come together and, you know, get our shit together or like start that dialogue or, you know, have a conversation about it. Nothing's gonna change. Nothing's gonna change about racism. Nothing's gonna change about, you know, transgenderism or nothing, period. Like we we have to move forward as a country. Um I was watching like inaugurations uh, earlier today and one thing that Biden mentioned is, you know, like I mean one of the goal of Biden was to like bring the country together. So until that we don't put aside our bias until we don't push you know put aside our uh, negative beliefs and come together then we're not gonna like grow as a country or grow as a human being
1: absolutely I couldn't agree with that more like that's a perfect space to say it at, at this time now because what a lot of people are doing is like if you look at Biden he got 81 million votes if you look at Trump he got 76 million votes he can't su- you can't suppress these people. Um, the reason why the attack happened in Capitol, if you look at it analytically, it's because a lot of people felt like they were silenced. A lot of people felt like they weren't heard in in the entire voice of America. And if you look at the BLM lives and BLM protests and all that kind of thing, it's because uh, the people that won in 2016, Trump, a.k.a., uh, the 62 million people, they kind of... Not let people on the other side, the 60 million people, not talk, right? People felt Mm -hmm. isolated. And I think the same thing is going on with uh, transgenderism because people want to put you in a box. They either want to say you're with me or you're against me. And that whole idea is just flawed because you're not leading to a greater discussion. You're not leading to investors. You're not leading to people who who want to look at this potential and be like, huh, Maybe there might be a scope with this that we might open a UFC division with transgender people. And that might take off. Who knows? Right. But I think we're all effectively hurting the conversation if we're not taking part of it. If you're just silenced and you don't say anything,
0: then you're kind of hurting this whole situation. But yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, I want to come back to, you know, like talking, like you just uh mentioned you um UFC so i want to bring into uh we mentioned that you know how we don't want transgender people to be included on the competitive sport so i want to bring into the conversation of like how can we you know like make them part of uh part of the sport because something that you have to realize is that coming out is not easy like all those process you know like all those therapy all those transformation it takes lots of energy uh it drains you you know mentally physically so it's a lot you know it's a lot to take in and i feel like sport can be a one getaway uh you know getaway for them to like uh cope with it so because you know there's like beside compete uh competing there's lots of benefits to sports and like you know mentally or physically so, I wanna bring it to the point of uh how can we make them you know inclusive despite you know not letting them compete on the competitive sport So, what I was thinking about was um maybe start slow, maybe start from you know like high school or any um any other smaller um department, but one of the thing that came to my mind when I was considering that was. Again, the populations, right? Like, how big is the uh, you know transgender uh, population in that high school or in that community? So, I don't know. It's tricky. It's tricky that like I was trying to come up with the solutions, and I wasn't able to because right now it's all it's all vague, and there isn't like a specific number or you know like cause What what's like? Even there's like a fixed number. Like I'm pretty sure there are lots of people that are like you know transgender and they they haven't like came out yet because of you know whatever the reason, maybe fear or maybe the people and maybe they think that people will not accept them. So it's tricky to like you know coming up with a solution. And most of the topic that we discuss are like hard in this part and. I feel like this is one of the topic that you know is an, an, another complicated topic that where it's like so hard to come up with the solutions. Like, do you have any suggestions or like any solutions on how we should probably make them feel in you know like inclusive?
1: Right. So just like how you said, because I I didn't even, honestly I didn't even think about this that we could have like divisions in. um in high school like you know when you go to high school you have like um the football team you have the basketball team you have the wrestling team um but you brought a very good point and I never thought about this that we could start slow like could we could literally build from the base up and then we could go from there but um the problem that I see okay so I'm going to say the solution first so if we have a wrestler who's very good right who's very good from one school but let's just say that school is a and there's b c and d schools um if there's one wrestler competing then he can directly go to district and then he can fight the other ones and whoever is the best is going to be the winner and i think that's exactly how transgenderism um sports should work Um, Like you mentioned, there might not be enough players, but in individual sports like um, something like, you know, uh, wrestling or something, you can table tennis, tennis, right? These kind of things that you can individually play. I think that's still good because that puts out a very good message. Now, is it worth having a football team for transgenders? I don't know because, again, it goes back to the population of how many transgender are you considering? Um, and, and, and just by having a sport, it's better than having no sport, right? Uh, Absolutely. By having, by not having a football team does mean that you shouldn't have these individualistic, like, um sports like, you know, maybe singing or maybe uh, wrestling or maybe like boxing, you could have these multi uh, things that doesn't need a group of people. And if you do have a group of people, then you can have these other things. So I think even one uh, is very important. Now I'm going to say one problem with that. The one problem that I identify with that situation is how are you going to be able to tell the difference between a transgender men a male and a transgender female because you're talking about kids that are 16, 15 through 18 because that's the age range of most of the kids as far as I know I was that old, 15 to 18 when I went to high school. Now I know there's going to be some guys who just want to win and and it's in their DNA that they want to win anyhow and they might not qualify to make it on the men's um, wrestling team and they come and they're these are again 15 16 year old mischievous kids um, because that's how high school is and they go and they identify themselves as a transgender woman, and they go to fight district against a transgender woman but they're biologically still a male because um, you're too young to Get these surgeries. You don't, or you don't have enough money to get these surgeries, or you just simply don't want to get this surgery. So I think that's the mo- main important pro- problem that we see from that is uh, how are you going to be able to tell that difference? Like, how? What are you going to do? Are you going to do a physical exam? Or are you going to? like you know have them go under um some kind of hormone therapy and if so should they go on a hormone therapy because they're 15 16 uh, up until like 18 19 they're still undeveloped they they even their brain is not fully developed when uh you're 17 and 18 so should the kids that are like 14 15 16 go under these changes because Um, You could have a psychological paradox that you think you're a woman when you're a man or if you think you're um, a man in a woman's body because I've met uh, quite a lot of friends who had the same trap but have gotten out of their uh, teenage years and and realized, hey, I'm a man or I'm a woman in, in the society and have gone on with their lives because I've had these friends. So that's the only problem that I see. And what do you think, Sam?
0: Yeah, another fucking loophole. Um <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, our our podcast name should be a loophole. Let's find
1: the oh. loopholes.
0: <laughs> yeah, loopholes, because we've been we've been discussing loopholes pretty much throughout, you know, pretty much entire episode. Yeah, um that's that's the problem. Um and if I'm not wrong, I don't think you can really differentiate, you know, the gender before your, you know, puberty. So it's tricky, like it's tricky, like how you're gonna make that decisions and there are gonna be some assholes who is gonna be, you know, messing with that system. Hundred percent, bro.
1: (laughs) A fucking loophole. Bro, I knew (laughs) friends in high school who would definitely do this if they had the chance to. I know. I know. I still know people that would do this.
0: Right. right. So it's very tricky. So I don't know. Man. I don't know, man. Like maybe even that high school, you know, might not be a solution at all because there's like all sort of loopholes and all side you know, all sort of things that the, you know, high school has to do and they might not might not have enough budget for it or, you know, they might not have enough funding for it. So it's tricky. Uh Wow, it's tricky.
1: Yeah, or like, it can be sexual harassment against the coach. If the coach tries <laughs> to examine the <laughs> sex of a man or a woman, right? That's another issue too that we <laughs>
0: kinda have to take in place because
1: this is modern society.
0: You could get right. sued, man. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Uh but I you know, I love the fact that you, you know, bring out that individual sport like one one versus one i feel that's like a that's definitely a step forward uh for people who identify as uh transgender but again the question or the problem is how do you identify you know like you mentioned how do you under identify or there are going to be people who's going to be exploring loopholes so i don't know even that might seems like not like the best you know best um solution. But, you know, as of right now, that's what we're at. You know, let's see what happens in future. You know, like, there might be a new finding or, you know, there might be some discovery like, oh, you can find out if they're transgender before this age or, you know, before puberty. Um, I don't know. But as of right now, I think it's very limited. Even the science aspect of it is very limited. So... It's a very complicated uh, thing, right? It is. Even when we're talking about it, we we're,
1: we're two dumb apes and we're having a tough time going through this conversation because up, as yeah. we realize we bring up points, but we realize that there's loopholes to these points too. So it's a very complicated thing, right?
0: Yeah, and you know like we the, what I love about, you know, like we're just like basically pointing, we're just trying to keep our in you know, a mind open like trying to have an open mind and have, just have a dialogue or conversations and even when like discussing both sides like we're struggling to come up with the solutions and um you know it's 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 completely understandable for people who's like struggling to like you know look in the both sides because it's it's a very complicated subject and i think like starting a dialogue is a good direction. and um that's where that's why we love doing this podcast because it, it will start dialogue even though you know we're we're not major or we're not you know very big podcasts otherwise i think we we will have been cancelled in our <laughs> couple episodes. but you know that's why, we episodes. Doing, that's why we love doing this because you know um we just want to like speak our mind out and come up with the dialogue you know speak what's in our mind Uh, Try to come up with the solutions. Have that conversation, because not everybody's doing that because it's complicated and it's sensitive. It's you know like some of the topics that we have covered so far are very like sensitive and complicated, and people don't want to talk about it because they feel like you know why should we? Because there's a taboo or some sort of you know stigma. Stick with it. Uh, stuck with it, um, but yeah, it's 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 very tough. Like, but right. I don't know. I want to give you an example, though.
1: Imagine, uh, imagine someone like Brock Lesnar. You know Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah. Imagine he, um, an animal, an absolute animal. Um, he has a change of change of mind, um, and he thinks that he's a woman, and he goes to fight against transgender women or or i'm sorry biological women as a transgender woman what would you think would happen
0: that's oh, what i'm imagining bro She's gonna get destroyed i know he's a bro. fucking monster brock lesnar is a monster right and there's no
1: rules and regulation that uh if you're a transgender man and you've been clean for the last four or five years with your hormone use um, you could literally retire or take a break for a year and go get on dose on, on gear. And I know a lot of people are gonna gonna explore that, and get on gear, take steroids, lift, have huge muscles, and take off the gear for about like six weeks, and come back and do the sports. And that would be extremely explosive. I, I can't imagine if um, if I had a daughter, right? And she's a biological woman and she goes to fight against uh, transgender women. That would be extremely pitiful because some things can't be done. I'm sorry. Like God has created men and women in a very different way. And I don't stand against the income gap at all between men and a woman, But there are some physical attributes that differentiate between a man and a woman. And and I don't think they're going to change forever. Um and I don't think there's any ways to suppress that. If there is, there might be again, like just like San said, there might be a solution in the future where you could gene edit and then you could find out what people's genes are pointing to or this or that or or there might be some studies that relate more or shed more light to this, uh, but as of now, that's where at least I stand and, and I know San is on that way too,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to mention this story. So when I was researching about this podcast, I came into this article. I think it was posted on USA Today. Uh, it was basically, uh, opinion, uh, opinion, uh, articles. So it was not really any factual or anything. Uh, but it was basically, she was a mother of a daughter, um, who, you know, um, it was, a I think track track race um it was basically track um and she her daughter came third because she like the per the person that was competing was uh men and identifying as you know like women so he basically had that upper hand so um her daughter came third and she was basically arguing the fact that you know, despite the identifying, there is a biological differences that you know makes um, so much differences, and it's not fair to uh, biological you know girls or boys for transgender people to be included. And I sort of like agree and see that see her like point of view or her like you know daughter point of view because. What that lady was mentioning was that her daughter was, like, pretty much, you know, like, number one in pretty much entire um, school and district. And when they when she went to compete with that um, transgender, um, you know, transgender woman, um, she came third because of all the different, like, physical attributes. And it makes a difference. Like, we may not think that, you know, it doesn't make any difference, but it does and um coming to the you know like solution aspect as of right now there might not be a uh feasible solutions uh, but i'm pretty sure like something will open up in the future as long as we have like open conversation open dialogue and um you know like keep the conversation going i'm pretty sure there is going to be findings there is going to be like you know um a company or uh anyone that are like willing to fund transgender people or transgender sports uh but i feel like it should be like you know sport for transgender people should be a must um because of the fact that you know they go through lots of shit and it might be one of the way to like get way to like help them and just for the fact that they want to compete and be involved and feel inclusive so I feel like it's, it's a must, but as of right now, I don't see it happening anytime soon. And, the you know, the high, high school solution might not be very effective because of all those things that we mentioned.
1: Right, that that's a little tricky fun. thing. That's what, yeah. I, what I'm thinking too, because just like how you said, uh, she was one of the best in track and she lost and that's a very non-combative um, like you know non-combative kind of environment what if you take that situation to a combative environment where you're going against a person who is going for martial arts or going for brazilian jiu-jitsu or going for ufc or like more dangerous combative like sports and that gets more and more dangerous right because mm-hmm. even the way that I play, because I play ping pong with a few of my friends and some of them are women and they play pretty good. But the way that you hit a ball, even in ping pong, is a very different way than uh, someone else hits a ping pong ball. And most times it's those physical strength that uh, show your dominance, like even in a very... Sp- small sports like ping pong or table tennis i think it shines because again strength right you got to hit the ball as soon as possible and hit it with great force and whoever does that you kind of win so even mm-hmm. in small f- sports like that your physical strength matters heavily so i can't imagine in a very combat of like training or anything like that that Uh, It's more uh, rigorous. Now, one of the other things that I I feel like um, uh, I kind of didn't mention is not only should we have um, sports for transgender people, we should have uh, them included more into everyday normal life, like including from police, from uh, Marines, from Air Force, everything. That we should have people included. I think the way that we see people is, okay, this is a man, this is a woman, this is this, this is that. And I think we need to let go of all the stigmas. That we need to forget that, okay, this is a straight man or this is a straight woman or this is a bisexual man or a woman. We need to, or or lesbian woman or something. We need to let go of this whole notion and we just need to see people. And if they're credible for what they want to do, then they should absolutely get to um, have that position. It doesn't matter if that's in a government or if that's in a combat of sport or anything like that. So we should have a different division uh, for sports. But when you're talking about Air Force or anything like that, where men and women work together in in those kind of environment, then I think we should include more people because – I don't see a lot of transgender military uh, men or women being showcased. And I I think we need to showcase these people so people feel like it's realistic. Like, you know, they can go into military without getting mocked. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I think like it will happen more in future because uh, it's, you know, like it's the it's it's recently started like, you know, four years ago like where people are coming out as transgender or bi or, you know, other genders. And uh, I feel like the world is learning more and more about genders and, you know, like gender equality and all that. So I'm pretty sure, you know, like we're heading towards the right directions. Um So hopefully in the future, in the future, it will be possible. And I'm pretty sure, like we mentioned, you know, women, like if we start, dialogue and have open-minded conversations and, um, talk about it in a, you know, like in a positive way that it will be successful in future. So yeah. Um, that's basically it. Uh, before we wrap up, do you have any points or anything you want to add, uh, and I was going to say rustic, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: uh, that's all, that's all that I can think of. That's all that, uh, had right that's all the basics covered and i think we went into more details where it goes into like sports or it goes into like uh high school and and where we should maybe uh, like emphasize more uh transgender issues and things like that so i think we went over and beyond in this
0: but that's that's the farthest that uh i can think <laughs> yeah um and you know we appreciate you guys coming back and listening to us. Um, yeah. Um, I was going to say something, but my um took it out. I've been saying lots of bumps. That's something that I want to work on. <laughs> but yeah, um, absolutely. We appreciate you guys coming and, you know, listening to us. Um, thank you so much. We appreciate each and every one of you. And keep on listening. Follow us we on have... Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Even though we're we get canceled, <laughs> <laughs> even though we're inactive, we'll try to be active. Um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a good discussion. Like I really enjoy discussing. You know, I mean, we really enjoy discussing this big topic and breaking down, um, and try to, you know, uh, have have a, like an open conversation. Oh, I'm losing my voice. Hopefully, have an open yeah. com- mm-hmm. open conversations um about it so yeah we appreciate you guys and don't forget to share with your friends don't forget to you know leave any comments i mean don't leave a bad comment because that's gonna affect our ratings but you can dm us you can tweet us you know you can do all those things but don't give us a bad rating
1: (laughs) bro fuck that shit (laughs) you do what you want
0: yeah, you do what you do. I mean you do what you wanna do. Like I we don't give a shit about ratings as long as you guys, Not you know, yet. respect our respect our views and um, you know, like listen to us with open mind and right. kind of consider both sides. All you wanna do
1: is provoke some thoughts and if we're making you think about a lot of issues that you would have never
0: thought about, our job is done, right, Sam? Absolutely. That's the whole point of this is to start that tough conversation and get going and that's all right
1: yep that is perfect it couldn't be better thank you so much for listening anything to add 10 nope until next time we'll see you peace peace